Well, praise God. Amen. How many glad to be alive today? I guess you rest of your dead folks. Just sit there. <clears throat> Brother Bushnell was talking about what a great church that we have here. I, I just want to say this. In the recent death of my sister-in-law, this church was tremendous. I mean, uh, not often, I've always been on the other end of it, you know, but not often do I be on this side of we're receiving and food. They brought so much food in and neighbors and different ones. It's just tremendous. And uh, I understand what he's saying when he thanks you for what you've been, what you've done and Evidently do that for everybody. I mean, they brought everything. Forks, knives, spoons, tablecloth, everything. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and we just had a feast. Thank you very much. And we do appreciate that. And, of course, you know, I, I, I listened to the singing. And being a pastor the many years that I was and being in different situations. And uh, being in a church like this. Uh, I'm proud to say that this is my church. Amen. And uh, we have the best. We have the best of music and singing and the best of people and the best of pastor and his wife and family. It's just great to be a part, and it's an honor to say this is my church. Amen. <clears throat> Brother Bushnell called me yesterday afternoon and and I've got a little echo in this Sherman for me, I don't know if it's a monitor uh, called and uh, asked me to fill in for him this morning and, and every time I am called upon to minister I, I realize that my insufficiencies and my shortcomings uh, I have to deal with but also realize that I'm representing Almighty God. And uh, I used to pray God anointed, but he's always anointed. His word is always anointed. I have to pray God touch my mind and my voice and, my, and, and, and that I can remember and that I can deliver what you want for your people. But I've always prayed, God, give me what somebody needs that's going to be there that I don't even know. And uh, so what I have for you here today, I believe that God knew exactly that you were going to be here and that you needed what I, I'm going to share with you here today. God's a wonderful, wonderful way, the way God works and, and helps people in time of need. I want you to know somebody here. I want you to know it's not by chance or by coincidence that you ended up here this morning. God had a divine plan to lead you and guide you to this point. God brings you to the point of completion and for you to receive what you need and all of your, your fears and your doubts and your, uh, to the point of saying, what's the use of trying? I want you to know that God has heard your cry, and he's here to tell and talk to you today.
Amen. I, I used this scripture here in this church 11 years ago. And I'm going to use it here again this morning. Philippians, the third chapter, verses 13 through 14. Paul speaking, and he said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, my subject title would simply be this today. And this is speaking to you as an individual. Now, maybe not to all of you, but some of you may have it all together. But I have a feeling a lot of us are in that situation to where you feel like what's going to happen next. But God wants you to know that you do have a future. You do have a future. I don't care what the devil has spoke to you or tried to convince you of. There is a future in your life. It's not over. It's not the end. But it's the beginning of a brand new day in your walk with God. So don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. God's got a purpose and a future for you. Taking a little closer look at Philippians, the third chapter, when Paul was speaking and he said, Brethren, I cannot, I count not myself to have apprehended. What he was really referring to is, I just don't understand what's going on. I haven't grasped all of it. I, I don't have all the answers. There are times that you just don't know what to do. And a lot of times when you get to that place, then God can come in and work in your situation. Because we get ourselves out of the way and we say, God, now I'm dependent on you. I, I've tried everything I can try, and it's not working. So I, I just I haven't apprehended. I, I have not seized or I, I don't understand it all. Anybody ever been like that? Oh, yeah. Two of you honest, three of you honest, the rest of you not too honest. <laughs> I've been like that many times. You know, that's, maybe that's why the Bible says be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes we just got to get out of the way and say, God, you take over. And, and I feel like that maybe that's what God is trying to do with some of us here today is saying, listen, you don't have to know everything. All you have to do is trust me. Praise God. You know, faith is trust. Trust is love. So he went on and he said, but this one thing I do. I forget those things which are behind me. That means all my past failures... Now, I know I'm preaching to a bunch of people that's never had a failure in your life. I mean, we're all perfect. I mean, you know. <laughs> and reaching forth. So forgetting and reaching forth. Not stopping. Not just staying right here, but reaching forth. Amen. Reaching forth 
unto those things which are before. You see, God still has something for us. Hallelujah. God still has this church in his mind. God still has you in his plan. Oh, hallelujah. I hope it gets into our mind. And then he said, I press. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Notice this was something that Paul was doing. He said, I press toward the mark. If he was pressing, then something was trying to stop him. It's not going to be easy. I wish I could tell you there's always going to be blue skies, green grass, and white milk. It don't work that way. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I go to church. I pay my tithes. I love God. I worship. But I still get flat tires. I still get sick. Sometimes we all get mad at God because things don't work just right down here. But let me give you a little news. This ain't your home anyway. We need, we need to get our perspective right and say, this is not, we got a future with God. God's got something already planned for us. One of these days, we're going to put on a brand new body. We're going to be resurrected out of this place. Oh, hallelujah. But I press. You see, God expects us to do some things for ourselves. <laughs> I, I know Brother Bushnell can relate to this being a pastor. There, well, maybe I better not even go there, but there are sometimes <laughs> some people just can't seem to get out of the rain. Why do I even go there? <laughs> Let me go on. But you, you understand, <clears throat> sometimes God expects us to do something for ourselves. <clears throat> you see, when you pray, don't let it be, give me God all the time. Now take notes, when you sit down you, or kneel down to pray, it, it, watch what you pray, because most of the time, it's always give me, give me, give me, give me. And you see, sometimes our prayer is too much give me and not enough thank you. You ought to start all prayers with thank you. Give him praise and thank him and worship him. And you'd be surprised how maybe sometimes the things you need, God takes care of that already. Hallelujah. We cannot live for God with our hand out all the time. That's why some people can't live for God very long. Because you know, the first time they have a little disaster where their whole world cr crashes in and they don't know what to do. Success or failure in the work of God or in life begins right here with having goals that you set. Setting goals. Now, some people set goals and sometimes they set them so high that it's impossible to reach. You ever seen those kind of folks? They're extreme this. 
and then extreme this. They set them so high, and then when things don't work, boom. Down to the bottom they go. Oh, God's mad at me. God doesn't love me. If he could love me, I would have Oh, well. There must be a balance in your walk with God. There's got to be a balance. And you have to work up to things. You have to have goals. And sometimes they can be too low or they can be too high. There's got to be a balance. And, uh, you know, it's like picking up weights. Your mind says you can pick it up, but your body says, I don't think it's going to work. <clears throat> you know, when I was in, 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 in school playing football and working out all the time, man, I would, you know, I, I could pick it up. But Mike, you, you know how it was. I, I was the only guy, and of course that's nothing nowadays, and I was the only guy I could reach down and grab 150 pounds with one hand and jerk it up over my shoulder, over my head. Now, I doubt if I could pick the bar up by itself without any weight. But it's, it's a process of working up. And so you must have a balance, and you've got you to keep it balanced, and, and you must remember life doesn't always go the way you have planned. Sometimes, you see, let me ask you, how many of you here today are where you plan to be as far as in life? Are you what you always plan to be, what you always dreamed about? Maybe some are, but most of us, life just had a way of bringing us to where we are right now. Life has a way of changing your plans. Life has a way of doing things and leading us in different ways. Maybe that's why the Bible says to be content, you know, in whatever situation we find ourselves in. But in in everything, you see, the danger, the greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high, but that our aim is too low and we reach it. Got to be talking about a balance. One writer said, aim at nothing and you'll succeed. You can always be a success. I ask you a question. What kind of mark are you leaving in your life? What is in the book of your life? And I know I can speak for Brother Bushnell, but myself, I'd say, and I'm not trying to be ugly here today, but there are so many times when we're faced with someone that is laying before us and we begin to expound on their life, sometimes it's hard to find something that they had an impact on. So what kind of impact or mark are we leaving behind us? Hallelujah. Will and can we make a difference? I'm here to tell you that you are not in the kingdom of God just to be in it, but you're in the kingdom of God to make a difference. God has a future for you, a plan for you. And don't let nobody take that away from you. There is no point in carrying the ball until you know where the goal line is. So you got to know where you're headed. You got to know what team you're on. 
and life is like a football game. You know, you're there and you're trying to make a touchdown and, and get to the to the end zone, and there's 11 other players there are sitting there trying to, to keep you from getting there. And that's the way it is in the life uh, of the world. When you're trying to make a, a go forward, there's always somebody going to try to stop you. Your life can't go according to plan if you don't have a plan. You can either just drift in life like a tumbleweed, or you can take control of your life and say, I'm going to set a goal, and I'm going to go toward that goal. Whether it be in the kingdom of God, whether it be on your job, whether it be in your family, whatever it is, set goals and reach those goals. Webster says, That a goal is an object or end that one strives to obtain. It means that you do not stop, but you keep trying. Amen? You know, it's like playing an instrument. Now, I I can play that keyboard, but it won't come out too good. I'd like to get on them drums. I wish I could play drums like you. I mean... But I can, I can play them. I can make a noise. But it took time. It took practice. So set your goal and keep working toward it until you reach it. Don't give up, but keep going. You've got to be obsessed with a goal and with a vision to accomplish. You set your course and don't stop. Go all the way and always expect some setbacks. Well, you'll have them. We sing that old song, I may get knocked down, but I'll get up again. Just wait and see. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't just lay there and die when you fall, slip, make a failure. Do a slip up. You don't throw in the towel. Say, I quit. You get up, you brush yourself off, and you keep going. You may be bruised, you may be hurting, but you're saying, I'm still going forward. I'm still going to continue fighting the battle. Hallelujah. Can somebody give him a little praise for it right now? I'm going to go forward with God no matter what happens in this world. Setting goals, perhaps more than any other factor in life, will determine whether or not you do the work of God, the work that God has for you. You may have, you know, you need to plan out your day. And if you do, you will have and succeed in more things that you do, and you'll feel better about it. God won't open the door unless you walk up to it. God won't open the door if you don't walk up to it. You're always saying, well, I I might, I think I will, but, you know, the door is closed. The door is probably unlocked. You've got to turn the handle and see. And if it's locked, knock it off. Kick it in. <laughs> Your goal's on the other side. But it's not going to happen without walking through the door. Don't be afraid to take that step and go forward. Now, there's no sense in aiming for a goal if you don't have shells in your gun. Now, we used to play games, you know, and you come out and you, and you go around and you go, bang, bang, you're dead. 
There's a whole lot of difference going bang, bang, and putting a shell in the gun and pulling the trigger. It's a big bang. And so a lot of times what you're really saying is action and not talk will get the job done. Go for it. Keep going. You see, Paul said, let us go forward. Let us go forward. What he was saying, let's go forward in our worship. Let's go forward in our outreach. Let's go forward in our Bible reading. Let's go forward in our prayer life. Let's go forward in our work for God and his kingdom. It's let's go forward. Hallelujah. Did you ever think why the, God, the, the Bible talks about that all the armor that God gives us to survive is for the front and nothing for the back? Why? He designed for you to go forward. When you give up and turn, then all the imps of hell will jump on you. God gives you every part of the armor that you need to succeed if you keep going forward, even though it may be an uphill climb, even though it may not be easy, but you've got to go forward. Even when you fail, keep going forward. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, so don't let your past failures stop your future. We all have them. Oh, Lord, I've had so many failures. You know, I, I didn't know if I'd ever get back up again. One writer said, one way to cover up a bad past is to build a big future over it. Now, I want to tell you something that's kind of scary if you stop and think about it in your own life. Observe this in pastoring and counseling with people. Observe that at a period of time in their life, you know, I'd keep files and, and, and I'd watch it and I'd study it, that some of them every two weeks, every three weeks, or a month, two months, six months, they'd come back with the same problem. They were living their life in a cycle. And what I had to start doing is try to get them to break out of that cycle and go into another growth ring in their life. You'd be surprised if you begin to watch it. What, what, what happens to us, we, we get ourselves trapped in one little cycle of life, and we stay in that. When God has said, step up a little higher, let's go a little bit higher, go into another rim. God's got another place for you. Only if you're going forward, not just standing still. None of us should be standing still in the kingdom of God, but going forward. It'd be scary if you get to thinking about it in your life. Look at it. Just start watching what happens and, and how often you, right back where you go, you know. We're creatures of habit. You know, you shave on the same side every day. Put toothpaste on your toothbrush the same way. Well, let me move on. You can't have a better tomorrow. You were thinking about yesterday all day today. Oh, I should have done that. I should have done that. You know, I don't know about you, but I think it's time to take an interest in your future. In your future. 
Quit talking about I remember when. <laughs> and let's make history today. I remember when, but let's make history today. That was then. This is now. Amen. From this day forward, this could be the beginning of the rest of your life. This could be the beginning of a brand new future in your life. God is trying to talk to someone. Quit worrying about what's all happening and whatever you've done in the past. We're, we have a forgiving God and God will take care of it. You have a future. <clears throat> Make history. Take an interest in the future. Because that's where you will spend the rest of your life. It's in the future. Hallelujah. You can live in the past if you want to, and that's all you'll ever be is just with no, no, nothing, just existing. Only if you let your past rule your future will you live in your past all the time. So stop letting it stop your future. You see... Only the devil brings up the past. You ever notice that? You get to trying to do something for God, and you say, well, you remember, you know, you don't deserve it. You bring up the past. If something is under the blood, thank God it's under the blood. Are you thankful it's under the blood? I'm glad we have a forgiving God. Let me tell you something. If God can forgive somebody like me, then he can forgive anybody. Now, I wasn't a little angel. And to come back where I was raised up and knowing all the... Anyway all the stuff that's under the blood, that God could forgive me. Thank God for the blood. And stand before you, some of you that I've known all your life, and you can say God made a difference in that boy's life. If it had not been for the grace of God, I'd be in some prison somewhere. But thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for forgiving God. If he can forgive me, he can forgive you here this morning. Hallelujah. There are things that I did that I'm so thankful God forgave me. And it's under the blood. I got a future. I said, I got a future. Quit letting the devil torment you and beat you up and pound on you for some failure that you had. Tell him to take a long walk on a short pier. Tell him, you know what the Bible says, that one of these days, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Christ, the Lord, God Almighty. We all know where the devil's going. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what I'd like for you to do. If you try this, and, and, and if you don't, that's up to you, but if you try this, I'd like for you all to consider what God has given you. Make a list of all the things you think you do well. And next, make a list of those things you would like to do well. You'd be surprised 
when you discover the unknown talents within you. Amen. I tell you, I know this touches Brother and Sister Bushnell's heart, but it, it, it just touches me to watch some of these younger generation coming up. Watching them up here singing, performing, and playing. And, and my Lord, it gives me a confidence that, God, we have a future. Hallelujah. Talents. And please forgive me. I'm not trying to offend, but there is, there is so much talent sitting out there that the devil has got you convinced that you just need to exist when there's so much more to do. Hallelujah. I'm going to say something. I don't want to embarrass this lady, but I do want to say it. Sister Jeannie, you were one of the best youth leaders I ever had in kinder when you led the youth. Tremendous. People in here that I know that I could name, we got talent that we can, we, we, you know, some of us may be old, but we can still do something for the kingdom of God. We still have a future. Let's go forward. What do you say? So many never find their talents because all they can think about is their failure. You remember the story, and I know you heard this story many times before, about uh, Thomas Edison. You remember he's the one that invented the light bulb? And one day he was, a guy said, after 10,000 tries, you're going to, and you still haven't made it, haven't you learned anything yet? He said, yep, I learned 10,000 ways how not to make it. I'm going to keep on trying. Hallelujah. Going to keep on going. I'm going to get up. I'm going to brush myself off and take a deep breath and say, the devil may have tripped me in that, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to go on. Hallelujah. Only God knows where we can go. Only God knows what's waiting within, inside of your undiscovered step. You have a place in God's kingdom. What I'm teaching today could change your life, not only in church, but in your job, in, the, in, your, in your family. Everything can change. Anybody ready to have a future? Anybody want to go forward? Hallelujah. We must remember to let future desires and never past defeat set our goals for us. Goals help us win or lose in this life and most certainly in the life to come. I've made mention to this before preaching here, but I'll say it again today. I had a good teacher in my life to help me set goals. I watched my father. And uh, my dad couldn't read or write. He came up to generation that you worked in the fields instead of going to school. So he couldn't read or write. But he was a man that always went forward. And uh, he'd work on big jobs, carpentering, working in Houston, superintendent. 
blueprints. Getting it right. He was good with numbers. He could figure out something by looking. He may not know what it said, but he knew what to do. Hallelujah. He fell one time, messed himself up bad. It said, you'll never, you'll never work again. You'll never climb again. And I watched him days and days after in, not just sitting in a house and giving up, but keep on going forward. I watched him pick up a hammer, a sledgehammer, and let it fall, drive a stob down at his house. What are you doing, Dad? Well, I, I'm making something. Just would not give up. And you know what happened? He got better. He climbed big vessels in Houston again. And he worked. Why? Because he kept going forward. God's trying to tell somebody in this place today, God has a future for you. Don't give up. Go forward. You may have failed miserably in the past, but keep going forward. You have a future. Oh, hallelujah. I feel that so strongly today that God is trying to tell somebody, you've got a future. Amen. And I could tell you other things that happened in my role model and how he taught me not to give up. One of the stories I like is the story of Tom Dempsey. Some of you probably know him, heard of him. He was a man who kicked the longest field goal in his time in professional football. Now, I don't know they may do it better, but you see, everybody said he's not professional material. For you see, he was born with only half a right foot and a deformed right arm and hand. But because Tom Dempsey had a goal and would not give up, his big day came when the Detroit Lions and New Orleans Saints had only two seconds left in the game. Amen. Detroit, 17. New Orleans, 16. And Tom Dempsey kicked a 63-yard field goal. Unbelievable. Not with a man with a goal. Hallelujah. If men in the world can set goals and reach them, what about you? What about me? I'm telling you, you can be whatever you want to be. Look at one, someone and say, you're going to make it. Look at them and say, you have a future. You have a future. Amen. It's not over. I know I haven't talked to you real long, but I delivered to you what God showed me to deliver to you. I'm not controlled by that clock. I'm controlled whatever God wants us. So what about us? What can we do? What could we do for the work of the Lord? What could happen? And I close with this. Notice this life principle. And this is one that I dreamed of. Experience is not what happens to a man. It's what a man does with what happens to him. It may happen, but turn it around and use it for your stepping forward. What about you? What are you going to let? Are you going to let the past stop you? 
or are you going to take the challenge? Are you going to stop or are you going to go forward? Let me tell you something. I don't know who you are, and it may not be but one or two, or it may be for more than that. God loves you so much that he impressed this old preacher guy to share with you what I've shared with you today because God has a future for you and a plan. Whoever you are, don't give up. (laughs) The best is yet to come. 